we are. This is really silly. <laughs> and something is different today than has ever been before. There's only one microphone, folks. One microphone, oh two gosh. girls, same room, recording the podcast in person for the first time ever. Guess what? I'm hugging Ashlyn right now. I'm being hugged right now. <laughs> she doesn't like it. She wishes we were Skyping. That's not true. It's I'm just, just a different experience. So <laughs> different. Um, what is, what's the typical experience? What do we usually promise here on this podcast? So funny. I'm Ashlyn. I'm Christina. And this is A Place Within, where this week we are in person. Wow. Every week we're not in person. Yep. Getting to the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires, where we trust we'll find the gospel and our need for it. Amen. I'm worried that, um, the way that Christina's patting my mattress is like gonna show up. <laughs> oh, sorry everybody <laughs> when i get excited today i'm gonna go do this oh i just dropped there's just like what a did I, what did i oh it's uh, a water glass it's a water glass anyway Bam. i folks i'm here in denver great city of denver um where i will be spending thanksgiving with ashland and if you're listening to this the day that it came out thank you well that's not what i meant to say <laughs> I meant to say, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, And if you're listening to it later, then happy late Thanksgiving and happy Advent. Happy Advent. Yeah. Or that weird little gap in between the two. You know? It is a weird time. It's just like a day. Anyway, it's a late Thanksgiving, everybody. It's almost December. That's wackadoodle-doo. We have been snowed in today. Honestly, that's why another oh. reason why we're being kind of weird. It was so nice. The snow was so pretty. Um, Ashling's roommates were like, hey, do you guys want to go out and play in the snow? And I said yes, and Ashling said, I don't like how it feels <laughs> when I'm cold and sweaty at the same time. So I went out and played in the snow with Ashling's roommates. I'm exposed. <laughs> she did not go. People are like, wait a minute, what? It's okay. We spent the a lot of time together on the before. podcast that I listen to that I don't know. Just kidding. You probably all know me. Um, <laughs> doesn't go out and play in the snow. <laughs> She's crazy. I didn't. Okay. And she did. It was. You so know what? Sue pretty. Me. So pretty. I'm defensive. Guys, there's like a foot in snow. Foot in snow. Foot Six, of snow. Fourteen inches. Wow. It's a lot of snow. I haven't seen this much snow in like three or four years. Um. So I was really happy about it. And I didn't make a snow angel, but I did you run did around. It. No, because I was going to get soaking wet, and then I was going to freeze and get frostbite. But I do have some cute pictures of your roommate buried in snow, because that's what she wanted. Oh, uh, adorable. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a day of cooking vegetable soup. Ooh, that was great. And watching a <gasps> new Vanessa. I guess she doesn't go by Vanessa Ann Hudgens anymore. She's well, grown. She's just, what happened to the just Vanessa Hudgens. Jeez. You know, middle names in your name are so juvenile anyway <laughs> vanessa's new christmas movie on uh-huh. netflix the night before christmas as in tonight it got like a six out of ten from us i would say yeah 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 we liked the idea of masculine virtue that was present in it. like could finish the movie yeah had a couple moments of you know a warm heart but weren't like oh we'll watch this again tomorrow night <laughs> you know wasn't that one or I, like this I, will become a christmas tradition right. definitely not maybe no. won't even watch it ever again right. but not sad that we did this time yeah it involved a science teacher uh who, who had who, great chemistry with a knight from the medieval era who didn't believe in true love it was a fantasy and then she did believe in true love after she met somebody who acted super weird <laughs> he was so weird <laughs> but so, he was so he was so uh virtuous he had he had floppy hair that was a little weird 
But yeah, he was a little clueless, but he cared about doing the right thing. What did he say to her at the end? Oh, it was it. We uh, can't spoil that for you. Okay, fine. You have to watch it. It was it was pretty romantic. A it little was. a little bit. The context less romantic. Yeah. The true. line very romantic. The music hence, not very. Romantic. Hence a six out of ten. You know. Uh yeah. What what gets more than a six out of ten is what we watched last night. Oh. Oh. Which I had not seen before, and I thought I had, and it was uh to all the boys I've loved before, and I liked it a lot. Everybody, I did. And, and it was great. I've been liking it for over a year now, uh, she like loved a it. lot. Um, so if you have a problem with that, come at me. It's okay. We can talk. I just think it's adorable. It was I think so it's cute. appropriately teenaged. Yes. Doesn't create unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sweet. It was good. And I listened to the book version on audiobook last week. What did that, what did that do for you? It was good. There were there were some things that were more likable and some things that were less likable than Fair. the movie version. Fair. But. Yeah, it takes place on the East Coast in the book instead of the West Coast, so I was interested in that. Yeah, that's very different. So, anyway, (laughs) it's like we don't have to catch up because we've been hanging out for the last two days. Is there anything interesting that we did that we should tell the people about? Yeah, we got to catch up with you guys. Do we do anything? Um, I went on a retreat with the Sisters of Life. That's true. Um, Just a, a young women's retreat, prayer retreat. Uh, would recommend <laughs> big clarification yeah uh, yeah i am entering with no just kidding. um yeah so open to any women between 18 and 35 would recommend if you like to pray slash if you need to pray slash everybody needs to pray so but no boys allowed no boys allowed boys you can go and look into literally any male order the or... sisters of life have men's retreats though oh they do you're they right do. yeah so actually you can look at them too it's enjoy a different time than the girls you know enjoy and there's actually uh, an ignatian spirituality retreat that they run for men and women wow so these sisters they do it all there you go um <laughs> Oh, so, you know, if you're one of those people that doesn't live in Denver but has heard that Denver's, like, some metropolis of young adult Catholics. Heard that. I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But Christina did get a taste of a a raucous game of categories. That was fun. um, With my young adult small group. Yeah. Last night. And just a bunch of made-up games trying to get to know Mm -hmm. each other. Loaded questions. Not made-up. I've well, played we played a made-up version of yeah, it. Yeah, we did. We played a made-up version of categories and loaded questions. That's true. When you're playing a, a game in a group of 10-plus people, yeah. it's that made up. A, a lot of people to show up at a small group. When it was about to be a blizzard. A blizzard. Yeah. Wow, very impressive. We're trying to become friends. I was impressed. Shout out small group. Yeah. Law. Shout out to them. <laughs> I liked you guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we've been up to. How about you guys? Oh, yeah. Fun. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool. Oh, yeah. I love that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, cool. How's She's your mom? Still She's still going. Ah, yeah, I love that lady. So, folks, uh, <laughs> let me tell you something that I'm looking at that I have never seen in Ashley's room before. It is this. Two framed watercolor photos. Oh, they're, photos, paintings. They're, they're like full paintings. I don't even know if they're watercolor. Anyway, go on. full paintings. Okay, two paintings of Sam Wise Gamgee, who is one of the most inspirational and literarily powerful figures in fiction ever. I'm going to tell you all the story of these pictures. Oh, I'm excited. Are you ready? I haven't heard this. Um, to set the stage, Christina did a good job of describing them, but she left out one important detail, Uh-oh. that both pictures have <laughs> kind of like an 80s-esque double view of Samwise. So there's like the action shot, but then also there's a larger version of just kind of more of a, a portrait. Yeah. 
it's it's interesting. Um, and for my twenty sixth birthday, um, my brother FaceTimed me and he said, "I got you a present." <laughs> Um, my brother, he's a favorite here on the podcast. Shout out, Devin. Mm -hmm. I got you a present, but I forgot to send it in the mail. So I'm just going to show it to you on FaceTime. (laughs) It's like, okay, that was kind of him to get me a present. Very, Mm -hmm. very kind. And he showed me with his little phone camera, both of these (laughs) art prints that he had purchased for me for my 26th birthday. And without even knowing, like it was an involuntary reaction. I just went. (laughs) And then he said. Yeah, I bought these uh, from this guy. I saw, like, large prints at this fair. My brother's a nerd, and he knows it, so I'm not even exposing anything. He he tracked down the artist to find smaller prints of these two pieces of art wow. to buy for me just because he had a hunch that they would make me laugh like that. <laughs> and I can't say that I have the same feeling about these paintings as Christina seems to, but I feel incredibly loved by the fact that somebody hunted them down, like, DM'd the artist on Instagram or something like that. Wow. And drove to his house, I think. Oh my gosh. To buy me some paintings of Samwise Gamgee because they he knew that they would make me crusty laugh. <laughs> I love Samwise Gamgee. I just love it. Tell us why. Um, the way that he carries Frodo up the little mountain and the whole time though, he's like he's not thinking of himself as a hero. He's just like in a position where he sees himself as a servant and a friend. And that is his goal, is to serve and to protect and to be a friend to Frodo on his journey. And he's never going to give him up, and he's never going to let him down. <laughs> he's never going to turn around. But it's just so powerful you. to, like, I'm never gonna when he thinks up. that Frodo died, and he's like, okay, I guess I have to do it. And that, like, whenever, whenever a new ask is you made of Sam. You he's ever, like, a little jealous? I mean, sometimes because he's, like... Okay, you're right. He gets so, like friend jealous of Gollum. Then, right. So then, because, yeah, yeah, friend jealous of Gollum, that's true. Um, but that makes it even better because it's like more of a, a well-rounded picture of the character. Yeah. So, but yeah, just like whenever a bigger ask is made of him, like, okay, you think that um, Frodo can't do it anymore? Okay, then you have to do it. Um, you got to climb up the mountain with somebody on your back? Okay, you're going to do it. Uh, looks like somebody's going to give up. You're going to go make sure that he doesn't. Like, he just keeps going. So fierce. He is fierce. I want to be really honest right now. Uh Uh-oh. I agree with you, and I'm listening to what you're saying, but I'm also just, like, getting rickrolled right now. What does that mean? That song just is rolling through my head. (laughs) Never gonna give you up. Never gonna gonna let you down. down. Never gonna come around. Is that, like, I I think I heard, like, a really nerdy kid at Maryland say that, so I think that that... Rickrolled? Yeah, so I think that that's not inappropriate, but if I don't understand what that meant, (laughs) and it was, like, a pop culture reference we're probably gonna cut that out okay. we'll, we'll google it i feel like i need to google it now. no lord uh, rick roll uh rick rolling alternatively rick rolling <laughs> <laughs> it's a prank an internet meme involving an unexpected appearance of the music video for the 1987 rick astley song never gonna give you up this meme is a type of bait and switch using a disguised hyperlink that leads to the music video. So we got Rickrolled by ourselves, and we also then Rickrolled kind of all of you guys that are listening. Yeah. But not really, because it wasn't like a, you know, cheeky meme. Yeah. But hey, it's a great song, and so you should be grateful. I would say, why not, everybody, let's just get ourselves some black turtlenecks and some trench coats and, you know. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that video, but I'm looking at pictures. Oh, now. there's now a I whole part it. where it's an entirely denim outfit. I love a denim outfit. Same. So. Maybe I'll wear one tonight. 
Anyways, so what are we celebrating this Thursday? Well, we already wished them a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I forgot. And I did, while watching the Vanessa Hudgens movie, do a little watercolor that was Thanksgiving themed. Oh, yeah. We were crafting. Yeah. It's been very snow day. Yeah, we had a a good snow day. So anyway, Thanksgiving is this week, and it's always a good time to talk about gratitude, especially if it's Thanksgiving. Yes. So we figured we would go ahead and do that. Yeah. Any objections? Any objection? None? No. Great. We're going to move forward. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of audience interaction this week, so I hope you're all feeling interacted with. Because we're used to looking into a screen and speaking and waiting for a response. So it's <laughs> like we're just looking into, looking into Samwise Gamgee guys and waiting just for a response. Like, you. Sam! Um, yeah, so gratitude. Raise your hand if you think you're... <laughs> I can't do this. Yes, I can. Okay, wait. Just speak from the heart. What in 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 terms of like being grateful in the holiday season? What is very meaningful to you? What is very difficult? Um, we can get into spirituality, the importance of gratitude, <laughs> <laughs> the, having gratitude that you don't have a speech impediment if you're not me, um, and uh, spiritually and practically also. What are the the like yeah practical. Maybe what you were saying earlier was spiritual and practical at the same, like spiritually and practically at the same time. I think it was. Okay. So I'm just, I'm rolling. Go. Here she goes. This is an ash roll. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get ash rolled, everybody. (laughs) It sounds like you put a bunch of ashes on the ground and then you take like some dough as if it's a jelly roll and then you just kind of make sure. To me, it seems like, like a, Cigarette butt. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, like a slang term for cigarette. All right, I like that. Okay. Okay, go so on. So with that, I'm going to say about gratitude. <laughs> We're having some trouble. Okay. You know, I love to talk, so I'm, I'm going to do that now. <laughs> I think that um, there is a lot to be grateful for in the holiday season that you're reminded of. It becomes more immediately present. The people that you love, you spend more time with usually. Um, there's this tradition, I feel so pretentious, of like giving and receiving gifts that mm-hmm. elicits gratitude. There's a lot going on in this time of year that makes us feel grateful. Um, and it also is a time of year where lots of people get married, get engaged. You know, it's a lot of an ex- excitement for a lot mm-hmm. of people for a lot of reasons, which is really wonderful. Um, but I think that it can be a little stale after a while when we're being grateful just because we're supposed to. Of course. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, this is the season of gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what if I was feeling more grateful in April, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, or I am grateful because it's Christmas and just kind of the ability to be shallow in that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be this way because that's what we do this time of year. Yeah. Doesn't it's not that satisfying, um, but it's still important. So it's like, okay, so where do we find the balance in the two? What's at the heart of that? I don't want to just do it because I'm supposed to, but I also don't want to be a grouch either, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I really, like, it's not that I don't want to be a grouch because it's bad to be a grouch. It's because I genuinely want to be grateful for these things. Right. That's what I experience sometimes, but mm-hmm. yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I think I experienced something similar. Um, and I think, yeah, for me, a gratitude has been on my heart for a little while. Um, 
as a response to the sort of like negativity and bitterness that will arise inside of me sort of all throughout the year, um, just about whatever it, whatever I can find to complain about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that gratitude, much like love, much like, I don't know, even like compassion and all kinds of these, um, and, and most virtues, it is more of a choice, more of a discipline, and more of an action mm-hmm. than a feeling. So that's the thing. It's like, um, well, I think, yeah, it's a response even more so than it's a choice. Like you can choose to respond with gratitude yeah, or you can choose to respond okay. differently. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, I see what you mean. But, uh, yeah, so I think the only thing I would say is I don't want it to seem like you, because sometimes a response, it can feel like it's not something that um, that comes, it feels like it's something that comes about automatically. Mm. And I think that a lot of times, especially in our culture, gratitude doesn't. Yeah, but I think that it's like a a voluntary response, Mm -hmm. you know, or sometimes an involuntary response. There's two different kinds of responses. Um, But I think that recognizing that it responds to something Mm -hmm. puts a new spin on this kind of like compulsory gratitude that I was talking about, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not just grateful because it's Christmas, you Mm -hmm. know? I'm grateful for these specific things, the response of my heart to being with my family or to meditating upon the incarnation of Christ. Yeah. Or eating turkey because dang it I love that stuff mm-hmm. is inspiring me to respond yes with gratitude mm-hmm. right and I think the a challenging thing for a lot of people this time of year is you know it's something that happens every year it's supposed to be a time of joy and whatever um and again when when it's all kind of around the external realities of your life like it's kind of fragile so what if not everybody who used to be at Thanksgiving dinner is there anymore mm-hmm. um whether people passed away or people left or whatever it may be um or what if you know there's a financial crisis and we don't have what we usually have at that time of year Mm -hmm. um somebody's sick um there's some kind of tragedy or pain that's going on a mental illness you know whatever it is and i think that um especially with like the movies and the music and the decorations and everything the fact that the night comes back from the 1300s <laughs> exactly you were in a good train of thought was needed. um so i think all of that can kind of put a reactionary type of pre- well yeah pressure to court sort of end up in a reactionary position where you're like okay well i can't be grateful because there's nothing to be grateful for mm-hmm. so instead not even being a grouch it's just like being like i I instead feel this bit bitterness and this sort of um, almost envy of those who are able to have a more clear joy. Um, and I, I don't, I want to be very clear. Anybody who is like going through a challenging season right now, um, I'm not saying that if you're feeling, if your feelings are like a negative space, that you're going into this like bitter place. But I do think that it is a temptation and I've experienced that before, especially when I was younger, like the first Christmas season that I had that didn't feel as joyful. I was like, what is this? This Mm -hmm. is not fair. This is not right. And I, I've never been as sad as I am right now because Mm -hmm. of how sad I am at Christmas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Like (laughs) Christmas can be an excuse to, I don't, I don't mean like Christmas and what it actually is, but mm-hmm. like the the season of Christmas mm-hmm. outside of the liturgy um, is this excuse for everything to be right or else a, yes. like an aggravated frustration that everything's wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, 
everything is great in the world because it's Christmas or if nothing like something isn't great how dare it because it's Christmas I just said mm-hmm. the same thing twice but yeah, you know that annoying song <laughs> don't they know it's Christmas time it's like mm-hmm. oh my gosh <laughs> you know it makes me think of Christmas songs with you know simply having a wonderful Christmas time Paul McCartney mm-hmm. my siblings and I would say sibling having a wonderful <laughs> Christmas time a lot so that's kind of fun you know totally not related just a funny memory moving back into <laughs> The real deal. Um, I don't know. Something I've been kind of mulling over since we brainstormed in my kitchen of talking about this topic um, was practicing practicing gratitude. This thing that you were talking about where it's a choice that's going to like melt bitterness in me or like make me more resilient to bitterness. Because mm-hmm. I think that gratitude is a realistic response mm-hmm. when we think about the fact that we exist, you know? Yes, exactly. Like that we've... To anything. Yeah. It actually, if we understand the world and ourselves and our relationships in the light of the gospel, yeah. gratitude is the proper response. It is always in a proper response. Um, yeah. And that by acknowledging that and actually responding that way, actively responding that way, we can increase our ability to see in mm-hmm. that worldview mm-hmm. because we start to understand what things actually are and how good they are um, and how much we don't necessarily deserve them but are given them mm-hmm. um but when something is skewed in our worldview or you know like there's some woundedness or hurt in our heart or oftentimes actual trauma that's happened that has wounded our worldview i think forced gratitude or practicing just generalized gratitude isn't as effective mm-hmm. that's something that i've just been thinking about i don't know what you think yeah but if i don't feel grateful for all of these things that I know that I should be grateful for. Faking it and saying that I am when I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't really know how helpful that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I shouldn't respond by not being grateful for anything mm-hmm. and nursing my discontentment that like tons of my friends on Facebook got engaged and mm-hmm. I'm not or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know. Um, but to find even the smallest thing and then right. actually really be grateful yes. for it will help me find my way back to gratitude for the big things. Right. So it's like a matter of looking in and looking around and finding something to be grateful for. So I think that there's a tendency, and if I understand what you're saying correctly, Mm -hmm. it's kind of this, like, if you don't like your job, somebody might say, well, be grateful that you have a job. And you're kind of like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't feel that. (laughs) And you're like, maybe I should be, but I don't feel it. Like right right now, I would rather not have a job. Mm -hmm. Um, Not me, but like, I think that's maybe something somebody could go through. But okay, then fine. Be grateful that you have fingers. Mm Mm-hmm. Be grateful you have opposable thumbs. Literally. And this sounds crazy, but when you... Be grateful that there's hazelnut coffee creamer in the fridge at the job that you don't like. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, this sounds crazy, but um, like you said, Ashlyn, like when you look at something, where you look at anything that exists in the light of the gospel, if you really believe that God is the creator of all and that everything he does is out of love, then your fingers are an act of love. Like... The ability to see is an act of love. Um, I showed my students this Father Mike Schmidt's video that was called uh, Giving Thanks is Necessary or something like that. I'll link it because this is basically... That good. Yeah, this is basically his point that in the Mass... Oh, okay. Well, actually, before I get there, we have this idea. This is just a summary of what he said, so watch it to get the full picture. Um, we have this idea that giving thanks is like a nice thing to do at a certain time of year. And I think when you have that approach, this is my thoughts about his, when you have that approach... I was like, Father Mark Schmidt said the exact same thing that we're saying. Okay, go on. But, I mean, yes. Um, because it's the truth, right? We talked about this the other day. Nobody owns the truth. Anyways. Um, <laughs> um, 
when you have that approach of like at a certain time of year, it's a nice thing to give thanks. It's going to be really hard to actually give thanks, especially mm-hmm. when it starts to get difficult mm-hmm. and the things that you used to give thanks for aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead, I mean, and this isn't just because of that, but for a myriad of reasons, it's actually necessary. And we hear it in the mess when we say, uh, it is right and just. Oh, wait, no. Give, what did he say before it's right and just? Um, let me get the Magnificat. He says, give it, um, lift up your hearts for the most of the Lord. Let, let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. And then he says, it's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation. This is the Father Mike Schmidt's point. That it literally says in there, it's truly, it is, it's our duty and our salvation to give thanks. So in a certain sense, our salvation depends on giving thanks because our actual submission to Christ um, requires acknowledgement of God as the creator and therefore gratitude. That's the appropriate response to what he's given us. So we can find those little, even the, the, the seemingly tiniest things that I can breathe and say, thank you, God, that I can breathe. I can't find anything else to be grateful for, but I thank you that I have opposable thumbs. Mm-hmm. Well, and <laughs> the experience that would lead to it, like an ingratitude or a bitterness towards life, I think it's hard, you know? Yes. And it hurts and it feels like you're stuck, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's confusing to know where to go and to realize that there actually isn't, well, it's probably not going to be all over or all different all at once. Um, and right. that we don't live in this all or nothing environment that says like either it's all darkness or all light, mm-hmm. you know, we're on pilgrimage in this life. Um, and so by realizing that it might not be much, it might not be what I want or what God deserves, but I can be thankful for this tiny little thing is an actual concrete step out of being stuck. Mm -hmm. If, and it's going to make it easier to take the next step. I think about the great divorce by C.S. Lewis, Mm -hmm. um, which I know we've talked about before, but maybe it's been a while. So back to the great divorce where, um, all the souls that are trying to get to heaven but are no longer in hell so it's this image that c.s lewis creates of purgatory um they're like clear shadowy people and the closer they get to heaven the more solid they become but because they're not solid everything that's there is very hard it's hard to step on it's hard to walk um but the longer they're there and the more that they make an effort not to say that we earn our salvation but as we make an effort towards allowing ourselves to be saved things that were once hard become easier so if we exercise an authentic discipline of gratitude not like a forced discipline of gratitude i'm going to be grateful for the things that i'm actually grateful for even if they're tiny tiny little things i'm grateful for my throw pillows that are on my bed you know Mm -hmm. and that's that's what i like today Mm -hmm. um and trying to be obedient to the other circumstances of my life and take these tiny little baby steps towards virtue the bigger steps will become more possible down the road yeah and i'm not actually stuck exactly i just have to move slowly yeah and i see that as um i don't know especially like personally I'm really grateful that I sort of was shaked awake into this discipline of gratitude. Um, How did that happen? Yeah, by reading. I mean, recently it happened. I mean, people had been telling me it all the time, but it kind of really took. Um, when I recently read The Return of the Prodigal Son and Henry Nowen said that the, I, th- I might have said this on the podcast before, I don't know, but the remedy for the elder son whose sort of spiritual illness is this bitterness, this resentment, this belief that God is holding out on them, um, which is something that I certainly struggle with, um, that the remedy is trust and gratitude. Trust to me is a little bit less concrete, to be mm-hmm. honest. 
Um, but still, when I see that, I'm like, yes, I will make acts of trust. Mm-hmm. But gratitude is so concrete, um, especially when you allow it. And Henry now made the point, too, that Father Mike Schmitz made, that you can be grateful for the tiny things. And that's still going to be a spiritually significant act of gratitude um, in your relationship with God and in curing you, curing me of that bitterness. Um, but he called it an actual discipline. Mm-hmm. He didn't say it's going to be something that, like, start it once you start to feel grateful because you love mm-hmm. God enough. Like, once you love God enough, you'll start to feel grateful. It's like, he, he didn't say that. He said, it's a discipline that, like, you just have to commit and give it a try and and maybe have something on your wall or in your journal or on your door, on your mirror, whatever, that says, today I'm grateful for blank. Like, whatever it may be in the Blessed is She planner, they have a spot for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, it doesn't have to be that for everybody, mm-hmm. but, like, it's a discipline. It's something mm-hmm. that you practice, like you said, to allow us to grow more into um, our, our true selves, our authentic mm-hmm. selves um, that are able to have that, tr- like the true fruit of the spirit of joy and peace that's unshakable in any circumstance. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful right now that I came across that and am being challenged in that before um, I'm in an even more difficult situation. Um, I don't think it's impossible to grow in that um, while you are in a very difficult situation, but I think that if we have listeners who right now are, are in a little bit where there is a lot to be grateful for, mm-hmm. like it's really important, I think, even if like you don't feel that bitterness, it's really important to make sure that the discipline starts as soon as possible. Well, and, and I'm just inspired by the fact that the authentic joy in times where things are going really well or when things aren't comes from being able to see rightly you know and so if gratitude helps us to see well Mm -hmm. um and to actually acknowledge little things and really see them then we continue to experience joy in suffering because we see what it actually is in our like our vision isn't obscured or clouded Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that's powerful stuff so I think we said everything we were planning to say faster than we usually say it. <laughs> Gratitude is powerful stuff, but that's cool is that it's so powerful, but it's also so simple. Like, it's just like when you put it that way, it's like, okay, yeah, that well, is necessary. There's a lot in me right now that's totally resistant to this message. Mm. Like, I'm really thankful, grateful <laughs> that I get to say this. I've mm. got you here to say this to me. It doesn't make it easy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There are lots of times where all I want people to know is what is true, you know, and not necessarily how I'm interacting with it. But this is not easy for me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm in a, yeah, just a spot where I'm really thankful that God is so merciful that gratitude for little tiny things is something that he'll use to make more space in my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are lots of big things that I'm having a hard time trusting, but if I can remember to trust, like, yeah, actually, I do believe that that's true. I do believe that, like, these tiny little baby steps will actually get me someplace. Mm-hmm. He can do a lot with that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's beautiful. It's good. It is. It is good. It is well with my soul, as they say. Amen. So, um, can I do something that I've been tempted to do <laughs> from the moment that we started to talk seriously, so I wasn't able to do it? Yes. She's getting up. Oh, wow. She's really been thinking about this. All right. I'm going to narrate now. I have a pinwheel that was actually a gift to me. Not ironically, just interestingly enough. Providentially enough, there was a pinwheel that was given to me by a friend who was also one of the first people to ever tell me about 
listing small things. The first person that ever told me that she was grateful for her fingers also gave me a pinwheel that was distracting Whoa! Christina this entire episode. Oh and now she's holding it and she's blowing on it and it's spinning around. So wow. thank you to that friend. Grateful for this. There's a pinwheel. It's being spun. We're all here together. It's snowy. It's almost Thanksgiving. It might actually be Thanksgiving when you're listening to this. And we hope, yeah, do us all a favor. We'll all do each other a favor. How about I'm going to have a little silent time in this episode where you're going to think of one thing, big or small, and offer it to the Lord in gratitude. Let him see how grateful you are for it. That's all. What did you think of? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh, boy. I just, I was thinking that when I listened back, <laughs> I'll do the all right, thing. If you missed the moment of silence, here's another one. That was the sound of a pinwheel. I'm grateful that I'm here with my friend Ashlyn, pinwheel hand. I'm grateful that Christina's here holding a pinwheel. <laughs> and also that my index, my nail on my index finger is just long enough to be able to get a little bit of sleep out of my eye. Oh, that's perfect. Without scratching my eye off. Excellent. So, it's a little weird, but it's just, I was being authentic. I don't know. That's true. No, that's, I know. No, no, no. That's, that's perfect. That's so perfect. There's so many things that are like that where you're just like, wait, I just like that thing. I'm looking at this flower pot that Ashlyn has that's shaped like a pig and it has a bunch of little uh, sunflowers, actually big sunflowers painted on it. I just like it. It's not going to do anything for me. I'm not going to take it with me. I might never see it again after this week. That would be very strange, but it's possible. I just like it, and I'm grateful for it, and it actually carries weight in my soul and in my relationship with God if I let it. Yeah. Wow. We'd also like to publicly endorse the ColourPop Frozen 2 <laughs> Anna lip colors. Um, really, really lovely. Lux lipstick and lip gloss. We're grateful that one of us might own them, and one of them will own them in the future. Yeah, I'm going to order them on Black Friday. After I tried it out at Ashley's house, I was like, yeah, I'm buying so, um, the, the <laughs> glittery golden glitter that comes in the set <laughs> of ColourPop brand makeup. If you don't know what that is, it's okay. That's okay. Uh, the glitter gets everywhere and never leaves. So it's still on her face. It's like three days. Yeah. Ago. And I've washed my face. I'm not gross, but it, it's, it's glittery. So if you're into that sort of thing, you might be grateful <laughs> for it. <laughs> and with that, Christina, what is exploding your soul this week? Oh, I forgot that we do that when I'm not looking at a screen. Um... Dang, the amount of time I'm waiting for this means that I'm going to have to generate our moments of silence. Hmm? I'm going to get rid of all the silence in our wait time as usual. And then that means that when we have our moments of silence, I'm going to have to create them. <laughs> just make it seem like we never were. Okay. I think just going on retreat and have... Oh, wow. How appropriate. Hmm. The retreat ha in included about 24 hours worth of silence. Hmm. And... We never get silence in our culture, and especially in Los Angeles, so it was just really powerful to have silence and to have snow and to have beauty. It was just great, and so, yeah, that's what I think. Something that exploded my soul this week was when I was doing some praise and worship at an event with a dear friend of mine. Um, there was just this guy in the front row with, Hi. like, full hands up, and <sighs> I, I'm not quite a, like, hands-in-the-air praise and worship gal, but singing praising the lord and having an experience of doing that with my friend and like 
seeing someone genuinely in a posture of worship um, was a beautiful moment. So that's the thing that came to mind. Praise God. Like supposed to praise him at the same time. One, two, three, go. Praise God. Now y'all praise God. Praise God. Okay, good. Yeah. Now we're all charismatics. Just kidding. That's not what it means. Okay. Um, I um, also was really grateful. Bonus. Ooh. Gr- gratitude slash soul explosion. Where um, Christina and my housemate and I like <gasps> fully performed yes. my shot from Hamilton, the musical, yes. in my kitchen. And it was like, we could have all stopped and eased off, but it just like got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And I have kind of a narrow kitchen, but we were just... And there we was water a, boiling. We were dancing. We were singing. Were you we making were rapping. artichokes? Honestly, I think I was making artichokes. So preach all the boys I loved before. Yeah. We were boiling artichokes and oh absolutely just winning a Tony in our hearts yeah. for our performance of Hamilton. Yeah. So I didn't uh, know the words, so I was the ensemble. Thank you for being there. You're welcome. I yeah, I loved that moment. Me too. So that's that's a little that's a little glimpse into what we've been up to. We hope that whatever you're doing right now, it is good, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't feel that way. But we hope it feels that way, but it's okay if it doesn't. Amen. <laughs> that, was, that was well put. Um, okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, you can follow us on Instagram at APWpodcast or email us at APWpodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, too. Oh, we do have a Facebook. We have a Facebook. So share our podcast with your grandma because she's on Facebook. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And... We're really thankful that you've taken some time to listen to us today. If you found this helpful or you think that there's anything else that we've said that could help somebody else or just make them smile or make them think, wow, those girls are weird. Go ahead and share it. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. What was the toodle pip? Oh, yeah. The knight in the movie. He said toodle pip. I don't know if that <laughs> really. A way of saying goodbye. I think that that's more of a like Mary Poppins sort of an England moment. I thought that, that was Bert the chimney sweep that said things like toodle pip. But apparently it goes all the way back to the 1300s. That's a medieval <laughs> phrase from Norwich. So everybody, one, two, three, toodle pip. <laughs>